This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hour two of the show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com originates here at 11th and O Streets. That's where I'm at. Stricky on the road. He'll be back tomorrow. On the Block brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. 27th and Pine Lake, 29th and Pine Lake here in Lincoln. Big shout out to Starter Heyman Jewelers for sponsoring both our text line and our video streams. Jim, we see you on YouTube. Plenty of great texts on the text line. Dave, Isaac, uh, K-State hater, Ryan, Tommy, and the rest of you. Really appreciate y'all tapping in. A uh, lot to get to here in hour two of the show. We will not have our normal weekly conversation with Brian Munson. Brian's uh, having some medical stuff done today. So no conversation with Brian Munson, no recruiting check-in, but that's all right. We got you covered anyways. Uh, we'll talk some NBA in-season tournament here in just a little bit. But Strick, I do want to turn our attention from the face of Major League Baseball right now to the face of the NFL, to Patrick Mahomes, uh, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and the Chiefs. They lose last night to the Buffalo Bills, 20-17, to the final score. And it was, you know, another tight game between these two teams, much more defensive than we've seen over some of their you know, pretty high-flying matchups across other regular seasons and especially the postseason. But, Strick, this game is notable for how it ended, of course. There's that completion from Mahomes to Kelsey, who reverses field, throws the lateral all the way across, and Tony ends up running, uh, you know, the the final 20 yards or so of that play for what would have been a go-ahead touchdown with just about a minute to go, but it never counted because there is a flag for offensive uh, offsides. Katarius Tony was lined up in the neutral zone before this play, and it was wiped off the board. Buffalo ends up winning. 
We can talk about the receivers. We can talk about how the defense has really stepped up. We can talk about Kansas City having five losses. But the more interesting aspect of this to me is how the Chiefs um, have handled this, specifically Patrick Mahomes. His postgame handshake with Josh Allen, he's saying that was the worst call I've ever seen, uh, reiterates that in postgame. Andy Reid says, you know, he wasn't happy in postgame either. Comes out today that, yeah, Kadarius Tony never actually checked with the official to make sure he was on sides. He was clearly off sides, and the Chiefs are, you know, just used to getting away with stuff. Uh, so it serves him right to get this call. Strick, clearly the Chiefs were in the wrong here. But I think this is the first time in Patrick Mahomes' NFL career that the general public has been against him, right? Like, oh, what are you talking about? What are you complaining about? You're wrong. You know, stop whining. I feel like Patrick Mahomes has had a really good reputation for a superstar. No major, you know, controversy or scandal or anything like that. Maybe a little bit with his younger brother off on the side. But Patrick Mahomes has been, you know, a real good face of the league. He's elevated his game, his play. You've been a great ambassador for the league. And I just feel like last night was weird. Really the first time that I felt public perception was like, come on, Pat, you're better than that. Do better. You're wrong. And that was just weird. But it's also impressive that it's taken this long to have one of those moments. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I will say he, he's had a pretty stellar record. He's kept his nose pretty much clean. Um, like you said, outside of his brother, he himself hasn't been much of an issue. The organization doesn't have to worry about a Patrick Mahomes doing anything to hurt the brand of any form uh, out on uh, off the field type of stuff. But I, I think you're, you're seeing the spoiled brat of the NFL, not him only, but the organization you, you, you've had the benefit fits of the doubts for so long i mean i you can go back and just look at film of how they benefited from <laughs> way worse calls no calls in in situations in which allowed them to win games that they probably shouldn't have won right uh and then there's where the crybaby it's like it's like the kid that goes into the candy store and they pick up the candy and they just start boohooing and whining and then you're looking around and people are looking at you like you're crazy. And then all of a sudden you have to buy the candy. That's kind of sometimes what I feel about referees is that mm. sometimes they'll <laughs> go the whistle to the benefit. Sometimes, Oh, I don't want it. Oh, we're here. Uh, you know, it, that's what it seems like. I'm not saying that they're doing that, but I'm saying that's what it seems like, but definitely they've been the benefit, the beneficiary of big no calls and a whole bunch of situations with refs that have gone in their favor as opposed to the other way around. So it was it, like you're saying, if he does the right thing, if he does his check, if he, you know, weighs, then by rule or by their referee rules, the, the referee is supposed to say, Hey, back up, back up, or you're, you're off or something. He'll yell to them. And uh, being a wide receiver, I had to do that a lot too myself, but they, if you don't do that, then they don't have no obligation to tell you a doggone thing. <laughs> you know, right. They're just going to call what they see. Sometimes they don't call what they see. Because you've seen false starts, pit, false starts. I mean, guys jumping on them from the tackles. You can tell it's an inch before they could throw them on those situations all day long, and they've been a beneficiary of that too. They really have, and again, they've been really good. And good teams get more calls. That's just how it goes, right? The league wants to, you know, prop up its best players and its best teams. It's a business interest, but it also just makes sense. You give those guys the benefit of the doubt more often than not. But that brings me to to a couple things, Strick. 
the the Chiefs are starting to feel a little Warriors-ish, where you know they have you know, one of the best players, if not the best player in the league, but their lack of success in drafting might be holding them back. The Chiefs have done a stellar job in reloading and replacing on the defensive side of the ball, but offensively, especially at the wide receiver position, but even throw you know Edwards-Alaire in there outside of an offensive lineman or two, the Chiefs have wasted their drafts by not really getting wide receivers to help Patrick Mahomes out. This is a glaring issue for this team that we saw from the outside, and I'm sure they'd like to think Mahomes can elevate these guys, but it almost feels like even though the Chiefs are leading the division, they're only a game up on a suddenly resurgent Broncos team with Sean Payton, and no one is taking the Chiefs seriously as a Super Bowl contender this year. So what did they do? They just wasted a year of Patrick Mahomes' prime. That should be a sin, a cardinal sin. Well, this is what I was... I'm glad you got it to this point because that was the, the next place that I was going to go with this team is they, they look very vulnerable. Like I said, they they this record shouldn't even be 8-5 right now. I think mm-hmm. that you could, you could possibly throw in one, maybe two losses uh, in addition to what they have right now at 8-5, leading the division as well. Um, we've always thought that this was one of the more difficult divisions to be in. And now with, like you say, the resurgence of, we thought Denver would have been a little bit better early on. Now mm-hmm. they're starting to kind of emerge a little bit late, but we're seeing their vulnerability and they got away with it last year. Mm-hmm. With losing Tyreek Hill. We see their vulnerabilities now starting to reveal themselves, show themselves a lot more, become more spotlighted in that it's something that Patrick Mahomes can't overcome by himself. Yes, he has the ability to raise guys up, but then they still have to do a better job of getting younger talent in because we're seeing the patchwork type of uh, way that they're going about it right now. It's it's starting to – the patches are starting to strip off the the clothing, and it's not uh, working anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Kelsey can only do so much. He's he's still one of the best to do it. Uh, Ten targets for a tight end. That means, you know, that's his go-to guy. And then, you know, at the other position, you, you know, Rasheed Rice. I mean, let's be real about it. Ten targets for him as well. But that's not really who you want to be targeting. You want to target somebody on the outside. So they've got work that they got to do there because Tony's not obviously an answer. Scanling, we knew, was kind of on the downslide. Sky Moore, nothing there. Uh, and then you've got running backs that are only doing the more job outside of the tight end. So this team's in – I think they're in trouble. I think they're in trouble, mm-hmm. and, and as long if they keep getting the benefit of the doubt from the referees, they're not. They're gonna. They're they're gonna emerge and be better. I just don't think they go deep into the playoffs this year, and it goes back to what we talked about with the quarterback situation. Once the quarterback gets this big bag, it's not much where there's not there's not many other places that you can go mm-hmm. at that point. That's why drafting, as you said, is super super important to make sure you hit on good young talent out of the draft because you're not going to draft high. So you really got to do your research. You're a small market team. You're not going to be a mm-hmm. super uh, place for uh, free agents to come to. So you really got to do your your work uh, in the drafting as well as the scouting and finding those lower end draft picks uh, like they found with Pacheco, for example. And it's not to say that you know drafting is easy, but I think a couple of glaring examples that the Chiefs could have used this year is when the Chiefs picked at the end of these couple drafts, both T. Higgins and Michael Pittman Jr. were available in different years for the, this team. Imagine what just that true kind of outside guy would do for, for Patrick Mahomes. You know? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Take some pressure off of him. Take some pressure off of Kelsey. What if you had, you know, Pittman Jr. instead of Edwards Alaire? I think that'd be a net benefit for the Chiefs and that'd go a long way. I mean, Brett Veach has been... You know, so good at, you know, finagling Chris Jones's extension under the salary cap at finding some, you know, bottom of the roster kind of guys that have popped out of nowhere. Even, you know, getting creative to get, you know, Valdez Scantling, who played a role last year. Juju Smith-Schuster, who had a really good bounce back here in Kansas City. Um, He's done a a really good job for the most part, but almost like Bob Myers, like there's an expiration date. There's a timestamp on all these teams and here's the thing. One, you know, down year that there's still three games above 500, still in the driver's seat for their division. You know, if it's a down year and they still win their division, I think they should feel all right about themselves. But they can't feel too good about themselves at the same time, right? If they want to continue this this dynasty, this this run that they're on, they have to look themselves in the mirror and be honest. You know, where can we cut back? Because we need to surround our, you know, all-world Hall of Fame level quarterback with some help. Otherwise, this could all fall apart in an instant. No no question. So you're going to have to do two things. You're going to have to approach, uh, and you may have to approach Mahomes with the Tom Brady model mm. and see what Mahomes does and how he bucks or, how, you know, you, you, you may want to make it a little bit, uh, the pressure a little bit hard on him so mm-hmm. that he's like, you know, he's tired of having those frustrating moments, throwing helmets on the sideline and yelling and going at referees and all that. And so that pressure could mount up so much to the point where he's tired of looking at it. Now it, it's got to be the onus on me. Mm-hmm. What, what can I do to help? How can I do some Tom Brady stuff to get the kind of guys in there I need? But one thing about uh, New England that they used to do was, they would always might have lost Stricky. Too bad internet connection. The Julian Edelman type. Did you? Did I lose you? Uh, yeah, we lost you there for a minute. But pick up with uh, Julian yeah. Edelman. Okay. Yeah, they're they're not finding those type of <laughs> guys. Those those gems. And so what we need to do is they need to figure it out. And because you're going to have a cycle of it, right? Mm-hmm. You see the cycle now affecting itself on the wide receiver room. They try to keep the defense strong so that they, they know that the the abilities of Patrick Mahomes can help them to still win games, right? But now the next cycle, I think, of their fall is going to come at the worst place for Mahomes, which is going to be the line, mm-hmm. because they're not going to be able to keep that intact. Because guess what they're going to do? They're going to go out now and try to find skilled players. If you don't draft them, they're too young. You still got to find somebody that's going to be able to take those lead roles mm-hmm. in those wide receiver one positions, so forth and so on. You've got Kelsey. You're not worried about that. Kelsey's actually took onus on himself and took less salary than he probably even could have took mm-hmm. as being the best tight end in, 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 the, in the NFL at this point. So there's still some things to fall. I think the line is going to be next to fall if they don't make a Dress, they don't start addressing certain areas and, and finding these gems that they need 
so that they can keep their line intact and, and continue to protect Patrick Mahomes. Gator, John and Cortland, a couple anonymous texters. Appreciate you tapping in. Mississippi Mud Dogs fired up for his Packers tonight. They've got the Giants. Um, Heavy says uh, their true colors are showing. He said this a few weeks ago. Um, he's comparing Mahomes to LeBron, that he's equivalent when it comes to complaining and flopping when tackled. I don't know if I'd go that far necessarily. I think we've seen Patrick Mahomes respond to some real in-game adversity. But Patrick Mahomes has lived a charmed NFL life to this point, right? It's easy for, for quarterbacks in the NFL now with the, the hits they're not you know, allowed to take. And if you, there is contact, the rules incentivize selling it to some degree, right? Because you're a quarterback, because you're the face of the league, they want to protect that. So I think that's fair to say to some degree. But I also think Patrick Mahomes, this is the first real difficulty he's faced in his NFL career in terms of team construction. Think about all the guys he had coming. I mean, Hill and Kelsey, the obvious two, some good role guys. He, he you know, piled did that offense to some, you know, records in terms of points per game, points per drive, yardage, touchdowns, all that stuff. And now Patrick Mahomes is seeing how the rest of the NFL lives, right? Is that it's not that easy to keep it going for that long, that sacrifices are required. So yeah, it's a, you know, down year for him in the Chiefs for them. And that strict to me is why I am so fascinated to see how number one, Kansas City handles the rest of the year. Number two, how they handle the offseason. And three, what Patrick Mahomes looks like next year. Motivated Patrick Mahomes, petty Pat that we came to hear so much about during the Super Bowl runs is real. He's still a good player. That ability is in there. But is he willing to, you know, make sacrifices of his own to keep the team going? How does the team listen to him or rein him in if he's, you know, trying to double down on something? And what does he look like? You know, next year, how does this organization respond with him in front? This year's not over. I get it. But I'm not going to learn a lot about Patrick Mahomes over the rest of this year. I think his his comments about the refing were also, you know, a thinly veiled criticism of his team. And he's, he's frustrated that things aren't, you know, finally or aren't still perfect for his team. But next year, the response to this year will tell me how I think we need to view Patrick Mahomes in, in terms of his legacy. Well said. Well said. I mean, you just took a piece of what I said and what you said and put it in a a, a big chicken pot pie <laughs> or a football pot pie and uh, cooked it up. And I, I couldn't have said it any better than that. I, I think that's uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Keep a watch on uh, how much is that feeling and that pain going to gonna get Patrick Mahomes to say, you know, enough is enough. Uh, if the organization can't do it, and let's be honest, the organization outside of doing the the diligence on specific players and going out and finding draft picks for where they land in the draft situation, they're going to get better in the draft situation because they're I don't they're not going to be a top tier team as they usually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I don't, I don't think they make a deep run this year. I think they're very vulnerable. I think they've been exposed, and I don't think the defense could hold them up now. The only other thing that can save them is just mediocre quarterback play out there, and you may come against a team where. You have an elite quarterback and he just, you know, performs to an elite level and just mm-hmm. ends up beating you on a given night. So those are the things that you also have to be aware of. Uh, but keep your eye on the emergence of uh, in the division of uh, Denver, who's there's still plenty of games left in this season <laughs> and plenty of time to overtake them. So just just keep an eye on how this all plays out. 
Kansas City 8 and 5, Denver 7 and 6 in the AFC West. Uh, in case Jay is listening, we should also you know give credit to the Bills, right? It's not just that Kansas City lost this game. Yeah. Good job defensively by the Bills. Josh Allen made plays early. They built their lead. They were able to hold on. And just like Nebraska needed that win against Michigan State, Buffalo needed this win just as bad, if not worse, Strick. They're one of 13 teams across the NFL that are 7 and 6. A lot of bad vibes in Buffalo, but despite the issues, they're still in the wild card hunt. And then you take your chances with a superstar quarterback, a wide receiver like Stephon Diggs, a solid enough defense. Buffalo had to have this one, and they found a way to squeak it out and get it done. Well, here's what's scary about it. I mean, great secondary. And, and Kansas City Chiefs secondary is very solid. They're, 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 their secondary is one of the strong points in the run of the strong suits, I think. I think of their of their defense outside of their their uh you know their line and uh their edge mm-hmm. uh, their their rushing you know with the likes of of uh, don't have to always blitz in order to get get pressure this team doesn't have to do that so what's 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 scary is that the buffalo bills are still heavy uh reliance on stefan diggs 11 targets on this game only four receptions for 24 yards um, I don't know if he's disinterested. I just don't know if his his timetable is starting to close out on him. Uh, do they keep him? They're also they're they're paying him a huge bag. So, do you keep him? Do you use him as a trade option? Uh, you know, because guys like James Cook, you know, are starting to kind of say, you know, I can produce. You know, he gets a little bit deeper deeper routes. He's hitting on some of those. Five on five targets. If you go, if you're showing numbers, some of those targets are going to start shifting, and so we're going to keep an eye on that as far as what the Bills are, con, you know, concerned as well as how things begin to shift. And if you're starting to see a lot of targets, you're seeing high target numbers uh, with him right now. If his target numbers start to shift, you can kind of see that they may start to go away from him, and it could be some things looming as far as trade or moving on from Stephon Diggs. Brad, we see you on the text line. Again, thanks to all of you for chiming in on our Husker conversations, our NFL conversations. If you have any more thoughts, as always, 402-464-5685. Someone join John on the YouTube stream. Leave a comment. Let us know you're listening there. Uh, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter comments also up and running for you. We'll step aside and maybe get Strick's reaction to the NBA in-season tournament. The Lakers dominate in the the finals to win it. They're 7-0, the only undefeated team in uh, in-season tournament history. What does it mean for the Lakers? What? How'd it go for the league? What's their perception of it? What did Strick think? We'll get those thoughts and more from the nine-year NBA vet on the other side. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.